Hello, 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 everyone. We are back for episode four of the Knowing Place podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Smith. And the title of this podcast will be, So You Say You're In Love. But before I get started, I just want to say I hope everybody had a great Labor Day weekend with friends and family as I did. I got to spend some time with my mom and dad and my son. Got to beat him down a little bit in some golf and basketball. He may have won a game or two in basketball, but I was overall winning, even though he won't admit it. But got to see my nephew and my sister and brother-in-law and hung out with them for a little while, so it was a good weekend. Hope yours was great, too. In this episode, I kind of want to just mess around with the idea of being in love and how concepts about it and how we approach it when we think we love someone and we date and have a courtship and that can lead to marriage sometimes and the marriage can sometimes unfortunately go south from there. So I kind of want to just talk about what happens from the time things are great to the time things go south. And just try to give a, a good perspective on approaches and views of exactly what may happen in those times. Again, these are just my opinions and my perspectives based on my experiences from personal life and talking to friends and associates just about the dynamics of relationships. So stick with me. Be back shortly after a commercial break here and we'll dive into it. Thanks again. So welcome back, everybody. And I want to make a quick point about this podcast. I think that this particular episode will be great for people of all ages, for young people who love to say they're dating someone, to people who are a little older and maybe considering getting married. And I'll also touch on some things for people who are actually married and may be struggling and thinking about getting out of the situation because it's just not what they expected. So I'm going to touch on all three perspectives, I think, in this podcast. So things to consider before you get married, uh, things to consider while you're married to help you navigate and not allow those things to take precedence over your loved one. So I want to give that preface before I start so that Anyone listening can know that they they can maybe pull something out of what I'll say here. So let's get into it and see what we can find out. So we've all been there where you meet that person and they're super attractive and get to know each other and you start hanging out and talking on the phone more and more and spending more time together and as time goes on things are blissful everything's great you laugh a lot together you do things together you hang out you enjoy each other's company and everything's going well And over a period of time, you start to think, 
you know, sometimes it's three, four months, sometimes it's after a year or so, but you start to think, man, could this be somebody that could be the one for me? And so time goes on and you might even start talking about marriage at some point. But it's okay to be curious and inquisitive. You know, for instance, you may want to know and check out, pay attention to, how does this person treat their parents, their siblings, their friends? Do they really have good friends? If not, why? What's their dating history? Is it mysterious? Is it sketchy? Or is it pretty well established and clear cut and easy to follow? Questions like, do I want this person to raise my kids? I mean, they're cool, I like them, but are they going to be a good mother or father for your kids? So when you cover these types of questions and, man, everything's checking out. You've spent some time together and they've checked all the boxes and they do the things you like and they compliment you well. And so there's talk about marriage. And after a while, after great courtship, there's an engagement. And then there's the announcement, we're getting married. And so, nervously you approach the wedding day and all the planning and all the pomp and circumstance that goes along with that. And you go through the ceremony. It's a wonderful experience to have all your family and friends there and people you love just to witness it. You go through that experience and you've now taken your relationship to a brand new level, a new commitment, a new covenant. And you're now married to this person that you're just absolutely crazy about, that you love. And so the marriage happens. And for the first few months, maybe the first couple years in some cases, you're in what's called a honeymoon phase. Things are still blissful. Everything's new and exciting. You're learning you want to be married and you're learning how to navigate this new pathway that you're on together. And it's fun and it's exciting and it's challenging. Right now, there are no issues, no worries. All seems to be well because it's just new and fresh and you're just enjoying just getting into this new mode of being married. But there's a paradigm shift that occurs once you get married. See, what happens is when you're dating, no matter how long you date, you've still got options. You can still leave if somebody upsets you and just go home and not come back for a while. Or you could just break up and leave and say, this is not working, I'm out. So you got you have outs. There are ways to get out that are relatively informal. Doesn't mean they won't be painful, but things of that nature, but it's not quite as formal. It's not quite as serious a contract, if you will, as marriage is when you're just dating. 
Once you take those vows and make that commitment and make that covenant in front of those witnesses, it invites a whole new paradigm, a whole new realm, especially spiritually, into that relationship now. Because see, when you're just dating, there's no covenant. There's no agreement. At least not a serious one like it is when you get married. But when you make that covenant, you invite attack from outside forces that frown upon such a covenant that represents something good and holy and righteous. Evil, dark spirits can start to invite themselves into your marriage because of what it represents. And so that's where the paradigm shift takes place when that enemy enters into the marriage, the unseen enemy. And it kind of manifests in ways like you start to notice that I don't like certain things about this person. I don't like the way they X, Y, Z, whatever it is. You know, it was all nice and sweet when we were dating, but man, I've been with them every day and I noticed some things that I just don't really like now that we live together 24-7. And they start to question some things. But there are some safeguards against these thoughts of doubt. So before we get into these safeguards, let's rehash this. You start to notice things you don't like. Things aren't as blissful as they once were. The vibes aren't the same as they were during that dating period or that honeymoon period. The honeymoon's over now. These things can seem subtle. They are subtle at first, but they can gradually eat away at your confidence and your trust in your marriage. So let's look at how you have to view these things and be aware of these things, because if you're not aware of them before you get married, you can take them as warning signs that it's not going to work and make a poor decision and decide to let your loved one go. Let's look at some safeguards against these subtle threats to your marriage confidence, if you will. First and foremost, you have to decide at the outset to keep God first. This is important because when you do that, I think both parties will move in a way, behave in a way, and act in a way that first honors God, which will in turn honor each other. Again, you've noticed the idiosyncrasies, the things you don't like, and things that aren't quite what you expected in a person, but those aren't deal breakers necessarily. So love each other through those idiosyncrasies. Love each other through those things you don't quite like about them. When you're at odds, you have to make a conscious effort to love each other anyway. You're not going to always get along. You won't always be happy necessarily. But love is the foundation here. So love each other through those things. 
it can kind of go against human nature because when you ain't feeling somebody, you kind of don't want to be around and etc. I get it, but in love, anyway, kudos to you. When you're upset, still spend time together. Again, that's a little odd, but what happens is when you're upset and you allow your emotions to get in the way, those emotions that you feel will rob you of time with that person. And that's one thing that you'll definitely consider if God forbid something happened to them and you, during your upset state, let's say, you weren't speaking or you didn't want to be around them and you never got a chance to squash whatever you had going on. You'd never forgive yourself of that. So don't be tricked into not spending time with your spouse, your loved one, just because you're upset with them. Fight against that emotion and still spend time, still hang out, even though you're upset. It'll pass. So the mindset you have to have in this thing is make a list. Let's call it your I don't like list. And on this I don't like list, I want you to write down everything you just can't stand about the person. They make you sick with this. They make me sick. I don't like how this is X, Y, Z, this, that, and the third. Write all those things down. Let's say you could take that list and everything on that list can disappear right now in an instant. But you have to understand that if the things you don't like about that person that you love disappear in an instant, that means all the things you love about them disappear too. And when everything about them disappears, you realize that you loved even the things about them that you didn't like. Because even the things you don't like are part of who they are. And when you really love somebody, you love them totally, the good and the bad. So love the whole person. The stuff you like, and of course the stuff you love, that comes natural. Don't take that person's being alive for granted. I made that mistake. I was so confident, you know, that my wife would survive her cancer battle that, you know, I just didn't, I could have spent more time with her. I could have made a more of a point not to allow my emotions at times to cause me to waste one moment with her. So what if I'm upset and we still going out to eat? You want to go to that boutique you love? I don't want to go boutique shopping, but I'm spending time with you. So let's go to the boutique. Let's do all the things that we would do if we weren't upset or if I wasn't upset. That's how we get robbed of time with our loved ones by letting things that are truly petty overshadow the things that really matter. Fact of the matter is, y'all, the things you don't like about your loved one are proof that they're alive. My wife used to leave crumbs in the bed all the time. Oh, it irked me so bad. I wouldn't get like fighting mad or upset for real, but oh, it got on my nerves. I'm like, oh, somebody got crumbs. But I realized in her absence 
things that got on my nerves about her were proof that she was alive as much as the things that I loved about her. I'd give anything to come home to crumbs in the bed. Because those crumbs in the bed are proof that she's here to put crumbs in the bed. So when your spouse upsets you, as crazy as it sounds, they're alive and able to upset you. So be upset. But don't let that emotion take you to a place where you regret not spending time or you regret saying something harsh or you regret not showing them love despite being upset with them. Work against that emotion that makes you want to do something that would detract from that person, that relationship. So I just wanted to share my heart on these things tonight. Just in hopes that somebody could get something from them. Again, I appreciate the continued support, your feedback, your input, your critiques even. If you want to reach out to me, hit me up at the letter T, knowingplace at gmail.com. Or you can support if you like at paypal.me forward slash chuck5470. Or you can check out the link to my Teespring store for some apparel. Both of these links are in the podcast description, episode four. Just follow the links and check them out. I really appreciate your time. And as usual, sending love. Take care. Be well. Be safe.